0: This podcast episode is powered by AfriPods, the world's number one podcasting platform for African stories. Hello, welcome to this week's edition of the Africa Climate Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Sophie Mbogwa. So today is Tuesday, and remember, we are exploring environmental solutions being implemented in Africa. In case you want us to feature what you're doing, email us at info at In 2016, the Nyongara River flowing out of the Ondiri wetland in Kikuyu town, Kenya, about 20 kilometers from Nairobi city, nearly dried up. Roasiwarij from the Kikuyu town drained at the wetland. 44 greenhouse farms around the wetland obstructed water and regulated. Additionally, solid waste dumpsters had found a new dumping site. Fodder harvested grass around the wetland, burning the area during the dry season, killing birds' nestings and their young ones while destroying other flora and fauna. Eucalyptus trees formed the largest tree cover around the wetland. Farmers cultivated right into the wetland, providing no 30-meter buffer zone required by the National Environment Management Authority, NEMA. David Wakogi, the founder of the Friends of Ondere Wetland Kenya, rallied communities and farmers around the wetland, faith-based organizations, civil societies, the business community, and institutions like schools, creating awareness on the importance of the wetland, the risks the pollution was causing, and how they could commonly protect it. Today, Friends of Undiri Wetland, with about 300 members, conserve the second-deepest wetland in Africa and the only highland pit bog in Kenya, the Undiri Wetland. Have the 2016 problems changed? Here is David Wakogi.
1: We have been able to lobby the government of Kenya through the Senate of the Republic and the Ministry of Environment to have uh, this wetland gazetted already. The gazettement has already gone through, in fact, we appeared before the Senate Committee on Environment and Lands and that is already done. Another thing that has happened that is very significant to our conservation work is uh, we have been able to secure the riparian land and have it fenced. So the whole of this wetland, a circumference of 3.3 kilometres, has already been uh, fenced, so that's a major breakthrough. Another thing that uh, we have done is that uh, we have been able to remove all the uh, blue gums, the eucalyptus, from this area, from the, the riparian land where they, we had a lot of those trees. Because uh, in conservation we call them the green cancer. Uh, the other thing is that uh, we have been able to have the community embrace our conservation mission and uh, I can tell you, like now, most of the people you interview on the way are people who are very optimistic and people who are very um, positive about this work, the work that we are doing. And uh, that really gives me a lot of confidence and uh, a sense of uh, optimism uh, too going forward. Uh, the other thing that we have been able to achieve is that we have been able to plant over 10,000 species of trees, uh, you know, especially fruit trees and uh, indigenous trees around the wetland. That is for us to be able to create a secure canopy or a buffer from the riparian landowners and uh, the wetland. Uh, The other thing that has been achieved and which is very, very important is that uh, through the conservation work, water levels have increased. When we started this work, we had about uh, 44 unregulated water pumps around the wetland. All of them now are regulated and they have permits from Water Resource Authority and uh, also that is something that we can pride in because uh, before then the abstraction that used to happen here was unregulated and it was not metered and most of them didn't have even reservoirs for the water and you cannot uh, abstract water from a water body without having a reservoir
0: now, Ondere Wetland is the source of the Kikuyu Springs Aquifer. The aquifer is a significant public water source northwest of the Nairobi area and hence vital water supply for the capital city, Nairobi, and its metropolitan, including Kikuyu Town. Ondere Wetland is also the source of the Adi River emptying to the second longest river basin in Kenya after the Tana River. John Maura, an over 80-year-old riparian landowner association chairman, owns about five acres of land adjacent to the owned wetland. Maura says the farmers formed the Riparian Landowners Association to regulate the farming that was done. Today, farmers are technically advised by agricultural and forestry officials on sustainable farming methods.
2: We decided it's good to get together so that we cannot talk with one voice to share the things that are happening and the development and also the preservation of the resource mm. so, so that we don't have other people doing something different, which is negative to the resource preservation. The farming was extensively being done. Then again, a lot of water was being wasted uh, by the people who are doing the horticulture and not doing it properly. Now, everybody now has to follow the, the, the technical advice to call the, the, the government, people in the government who are in the, in the line of preservation to ensure that even when you are doing the irrigation, you are doing it the right way and we are not just wasting all the soil to the resource. People have taken a lot of care now in extracting the, the water, and not just uh, wasting the water resources or misusing it. People have been using the water with a lot of care. Well, Eucalyptus was very negative at that time. We could see that if it continues, it can also cause the, the, um, the resource degradation. And perhaps even the people who are getting water from this side, who are downstream, may not get enough water. So even I had some of them and we call, cut, cut them all and we advised the people who had planted them to cut them. Everybody followed suit. Mm. Mm. We now cooperate with the, 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 the Friends of Odiri, which is focusing on preservation and ensuring that all the birds which used to be there in the past are back, and which most of them are back, and that the trees that are, are here will not uh, affect the, the, the water, the, the resource deal of water resources is very important for the neighbors here because since we came here, we've been able to do farming. Uh, we've done horticulture farming. We have exported food from here through the water that uh, we get from the, this resource. Although, when we came here, there are so many people who are cutting grasses and uh, exposing. The water to, to to the sun and, and and even making animals disappear like birds which were quite many when we came but they're coming they have started coming back because of the uh, the preservation effort that is being put on and we have joined up our hands and there are no more people coming to cut grasses the birds are coming back so many several types of birds are coming back and uh, the water you can see it's the beauty is also coming back.
0: Namma requires above a zone of 30 meters to be left by anyone farming near a stream, a river, lake or wetland to minimize soil erosion, pesticides, fertilizer runoffs and other contaminants flow into the water body. Wakoge says the Friends of Onderi, in collaboration with the Kenya Forestry Research Institute, KEFRI, have planted vetiver grass to absorb chemicals from farming pollution and ensure water is clean for consumption. Water metering is also helping monitor how the water is used and ensures no over obstruction is taking place.
1: When water is abstracted without uh, being metered, it is very hard to determine the levels because uh, with that kind of uh, metering, we are able to know the levels of abstraction that are happening here. So what we do with the regulation is that we are able to monitor the levels of abstraction and to know what the end result is. Because also we are very interested to know what the water that is being abstracted from this wetland is doing. Because if it's being used to do some commercial work like factory work, that is something that we cannot allow. We partnered with Kenya Forestry Research Institute so that we could plant vetiver grass, which is very, very important in uh, absorbing those metals. We also have really been encouraging our farmers to use uh, organic farming to shift from use of uh, chemical fertilizers because we want this area, the whole of it, uh, identified as an important burden area. Um, Two years ago, we invited Nature Kenya and uh, within a span of uh, three hours, they had spotted over 76 species of birds. And now with what we are doing along the riparian land, it means that uh, that number will go up. Uh, Obviously, it's not something that we know it will take a year or two. It is going to take time, but we are happy that we are getting there.
0: However... Bernard Kamau, an agribusiness expert and fisheries technician in Campbell County, says greenhouse farming and other open irrigation around the wetland are not a threat to the ecosystem.
3: Uh, what happened in the greenhouse, the, the mode of water application is actually the drip. We use the drip rain, The water directed to the crops, loot system in terms of droplets. So there is no way in the greenhouse, you'd have any water runoff. In case the chemicals being sprayed to the crops happen to get into the soil, there is no way that chemical can get out of the greenhouse, just in case. Because there is no water, runoff. And in that system, we use the minimum amount of water because you're only wetting the crop roots in terms of drips. So very water, and it is actually normally done twice in a week. However, when you go to the to the opposite of it, when you are doing open field, eh? uh, true, when you are spraying the chemicals, some will find their on their ways onto the soil, and should there happen to be excessive length, that would uh, consequently lead to water runoff. Then automatically, that one can lead to uh, find their way to the trade. However, I'm not trying to say that it is a must that the chemicals get to the wetland. It's only that the, the community or the farmers allow the wetland only are advised on how to conserve the soil such that there would be no water runoffs headed to a daily wetland. So, so to say maybe even though there are chemicals and mostly again they're not in excess and if farmers are trained and shown how to apply the chemicals without necessarily spraying it to the soil then that will solve the problem. Mm. Otherwise I I, I I I will not say that it is a big hazard mm. to the the farming, whether open or greenhouse, is not hazard.
0: Today the county government of Kiambu is building a new sewa line. Undere wetland now has nature trails that allows visitors like you to watch birds freely. Anthony Gedengi, who coordinates Ondiri Wetland Information Center, interests you on why you should pay Ondiri Wetland a visit.
4: Here we have a lot of varieties. Actually we have over 72 species of bats in Ondere. Ondiri is the only quaking bog in Kenya and the second largest in Africa. The climate here is it's a highland climate actually with rainfalls about uh, 2,500 millimeters per year annual. The annual temperature is actually the minimum, mean annual temperatures are 26 degrees, which are most favorable for breeding, both for birds and insects. So, most people come here to see the bog, which is made up of peat. Peat is a decomposed organic matter that uh, come from, Uh, a long period of time of leaves and dead materials. So it creates this pitch which uh, covers the the top of the lake. See, making a a carpet on top of the water. The carpet is about 0.5 meters thick, which makes plantation grow on top of it. And if you step on it, it quakes. It creates this uh, unique bouncing in the area. So it's very, very, very uh, interesting. People have never experienced a, a natural once in Kasa. So it's very interesting for people to come and, yeah and experience this, uh, this quick, you see.
0: Now, wetlands are one of the world's most important environmental assets existing on all continents. Wetlands are protected under the Ramsar Convention, an intergovernmental treaty providing the framework for the conservation and wise use of wetlands and their resources that came into force in 1975. They are critical to groundwater recharge, carbon intake from the industrial vehicle and other pollution making the world warmer today and help reduce storms and flooding damages. Between 1970 to 2015, the world lost approximately 35% of the world's wetland, according to the International Union for Conservation of Nature, IUCN's State of Wetlands report. Majorly, due to climate change, population increase, urbanization of coastal zones and river deltas, and changing consumption patterns. But what is the future of the Kenya's Onderi wetland? Here is Wakogi.
1: The future of this wetland is bright because, uh, one, we want to make sure that this area has a, a boardwalk, a very beautiful boardwalk. We have encouraged the farmers here to, do, uh, to shift from uh, the agricultural methods, the traditional agricultural methods of planting maize and beans. We want them to start being creative in terms of what can be done with such an important bog. For instance, we have uh, been encouraging some of the farmers to introduce uh, botanical farms around it so that people can come and learn about farming. Others can do ecologies. Others can uh, do uh, some some things like uh, the maize rat, whereby things like the hide and seek things. Mm. Uh, some, Some of them can even do the campsites. Some of them can even do zip lining so that now we think about we are also proposing to have an amphitheater here at this wetland we want to have some very nice nuptial gardens where people can come and uh, hold their events so, so those are some of the things that we want to do We want to have a, a giant aquarium whereby uh, we can have ornamental fish uh, people can come and be able to enjoy the the beauty of nature and this we are doing in partnership with the riparian landowners Some of them have already shifted from the traditional method of farming to something that is good, some are growing worms, some are even doing greenhouse fish farming, which is also very sustainable, and such kind of work
0: and that is all we had for you today next week we will look into greenhouse fish farming and worms farming for animal proteins but before then kindly visit our website www.africaclimateconversations.com to listen to more episodes while there please do not forget to subscribe or listen to us via spotify google apple or any other channel you access your podcast from Thank you for listening. Enjoy your weekend ahead. Until next week on Tuesday, kwaheri, My name is Sophie Bogo. Inaendeshwa na Afriports.